Bravo. That was, that was really fun. Thank you. Thank you so much. This worship service, is, we're going to be blessed with music throughout the service, and it's really a wonderful gift to us today, and it's all done to the glory of God. So thank you to Linda and Kevin and all those who are gathered with our regular musicians to be a part of this today. We have many people out there worshiping with us today who are not part of this. If you give them a little wave, because that lets them know that I have friends, too, and that's it. <laughs> and it doesn't matter whether you believe that or not. That's what I'm telling them. Okay, so thank you. It means so much. As a part of worship this day, we will be celebrating the Lord's Supper. And as an early word of encouragement, you are all welcome. This is the Lord's table, and he invites us all to come. And instructions will be during the service, but please feel invited. And we're so grateful to have Pastor Chris with us today this, to share the word with us, and we're grateful for his presence. It's a good morning for us to be together. It's a really good morning. So I invite you, as you're able to, please stand. We gather here this morning in the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. of faith, we are called to words of repentance. It is part of our regular journey. As a part of our Lenten uh, pilgrimage this year, we have this particular liturgy for confession and forgiveness. I invite you please to join in the story. We all have a story. Each story is unique. Main roads, back roads, and detours. No journey is simple. Joy and sorrow. We see and experience it all in the book that tells the story of our lives. Each of us has a few paragraphs or pages or chapters that we regret. Words spoken in anger. Tender words that we have neglected to speak. We all have a story. Forgive us, Lord. We seek your promised forgiveness. Give us the grace to forgive others. Give us the courage to forgive ourselves. Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. 
Dear friends in Christ, in mercy, God forgives us all our sins. God offers us this day a new beginning. May we repent of the ways that leave us broken, and may we learn to forgive as Jesus taught us. Your sins are forgiven. Let them go and live. Amen. Hear these words as we join in prayer. Creator God, you prepare a new way in the wilderness, and your grace waters our desert. Open our hearts to be transformed by the new thing that you are doing, that our lives may proclaim the extravagance of your love given to all through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated for the hearing of Scripture. Today's, oh, are we working? Ah. Well, today's lesson is from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 43, and it starts at verse 16. Thus says the Lord who makes a way in the sea, a path in the mighty waters, who brings out chariot and horse, army and warrior. They lie down, they cannot rise. They are extinguished, quenched like a wick. Do not remember the former things or, the, or consider the things of old. I am about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The wild animals will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches. For I give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert, to give drink to my chosen people, the people whom I formed for myself, so that they may declare my praise. The word of the Lord. Hush, little baby, don't you cry. You know your papa's bound to die. All my trials, Lord, soon be over. If religion were a thing that money could buy, then the rich would live and the poor would die. All my trials, Lord, soon be over. Too late, my brother. Never mind, all my trials. 
River Jordan is chilly and cold. It chills the body, but warms the soul. All my trials, Lord, soon be over. There is a tree. In paradise, the pilgrims call the tree of life. All my trials, Lord, soon be over. Too late, my sister. Never mind All my trials, Lord Soon be over All my trials, Lord comes from the Gospel of John this morning. I invite you to listen to these words from the 12th chapter. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Here a dinner was given in Jesus's honor. Martha served while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took about a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume, she poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, who was later to betray him, objected. Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It was worth a year's wages. He didn't say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. As keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put in it. Leave her alone, Jesus replied. It was intended that she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. The Gospel of our Lord. Have you ever been caught in a storm to the point where you needed a shelter? I have. We were training for a bid to climb Rainier. We were halfway up to Camp Muir when a storm came upon us. 40 mile an hour winds sustained with 70 mile an hour gusts and freezing rain. Visibility about 15, 20 feet maybe. It was pretty sketchy. When we finally arrived at the shelter at Camp Muir, we were elated. We were cold, we were exhausted, we were hungry, but that Spartan shelter was a lifesaver. And in that shelter with my friends, my peanut butter and jelly sandwich, frozen, although it was never tasted so good. 
The scene with Jesus sharing a meal with friends is a bit like a storm shelter. Outside, the storm of Holy Week is brewing. Jesus has told his friends that he's going to Jerusalem where he will be tortured and killed, but he will rise on the third day. That storm is brewing out there. But here, around this table, we find Jesus lounging with friends in a leisurely midday meal, a shelter before the storm. Around the table is Martha. She's busy as ever, making preparations, serving, clearing. After all, she's the responsible one, sense over sensibility. And there is Lazarus, just days ago, dead as a doornail and smelling like lutefisk as it's been left out on the counter. But there he is, heart beating like a drum, eyes blinking with wonder. And there's Mary, sitting at the feet of Jesus, eyes pinned on Jesus, just soaking in his presence, just as she did the last time Jesus paid them a visit. And there is Judas, looking tired, anxious, wound tight, rolling his fingers on the table like he had more important places to be. There they are, relaxing in this shelter before the storm, And then this shocking gesture. Picture this. Jesus is reclining on pillows with his feet away from the table. Suddenly, Mary gets up on her feet, and she's standing in front of Jesus. She takes this vase of nard, a very rare spice. It smells like gladiolas, I'm told. A pint of this spice would have been huge, lavish, costing the equivalent of one year's wages of an ordinary working day worker. She breaks the seal of this vase and the fragrance fills the room. Just days ago, the acrid and sour smell of Lazarus's decomposing body was filling their noses, but now that smell is completely replaced with the sweet smell of floral and spice as it fills the room. If that weren't enough, then Mary breaks all the rules. She pours this costly ointment onto the feet of Jesus. Then she undoes her hair, something no respectable uh, Jewish woman in this age would ever do outside the presence of her husband. And she begins to wipe the oil off the feet of Jesus with her hair. Is she preparing Jesus for his death? Well, that would be unusual in that he is still alive. It seems that Mary has jumped the gun. She's so excited about this gift and so aware of what's coming up that she does it before she was intending to actually do it. Important to keep in mind that anointing in the Old Testament is most always reserved as a ritual for a king. It's a symbol of the king as barrier and executor of divine decisions. Mary is fully aware of Jesus' kingly power. She saw Jesus call Lazarus out from the tomb. She knows Jesus is going to his death. Could she be anointing Jesus for his divine mission? A mission that will take him to the cross where he will wear a crown of thorns? A journey that will not end there, however. 
However you see Mary's act, you can't help but notice the obvious. It's a profoundly tactile, sensual, and shocking act of int intimacy in as much as it is an act of lavish generosity, a signal of her lively faith. As the fragrance of the perfume fills the stunned silence of this house, Judas reaches a boiling point. What a waste! That could have fed a family for a year. Now, we can understand the economic logic behind Judas's criticisms, but we should also recognize that it resembles a rigorous, unyielding piety that cannot begin to stomach Mary's lavish action. Jesus responds to Judas by defending Mary. It was intended that she save this oil for my death. The poor you will have with you, but I will not always be with you. Jesus is not diminishing the importance of charitable giving, not by a long shot. Rather, he is defending Mary for her extravagant gift. That is the greater good that Mary chose once before and is choosing now again, much to Jesus' delight. As Jesus leaves the home of Mary and Martha, I imagine him pausing at the door, looking back at his friends, taking a breath to steal himself as he enters the storm. It's not the first time that Jesus has left comfort for his mission. Jesus left the shelter of heaven to become flesh and blood. Jesus left the stable of his birth to experience all our highs, all our lows, our laughter, our tears, our joys, our sorrows. And here now, Jesus is leaving the shelter of his friends to enter the storm of sin and shame and suffering. Jesus left the shelter for all of us and that's how great God's love is for all of us. Do I believe this? Last October, my father died. He was 94 years old. Six years before that, my mother died. In two weeks, I, along with my immediate family, will fly to New York where we will intern there at the remains of their body in the Pound Ridge Cemetery in Westchester County, New York. We will stand at the cemetery before an open grave, and I will say words of committal that I've said many times before, but never to my parents. We commit the body of Will and Gloria Bruninger to its last resting place, earth to earth, ashes to ashes, dust to dust, trusting in God's great mercy and looking for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come through Jesus Christ, our Lord. I believe that. I really do. It doesn't take away my sadness or my doubt, but I do believe. I believe in the great mercy of God. I believe in the resurrection of the dead. I believe in the world to come. Because Jesus left the shelter to enter the storm of sin and death 
and overcome it all by rising from the dead, defeating death. So when you find yourself in a storm, whatever that storm might look like for you, know this. Christ has been there. Christ is there. Christ will be there because Jesus left the shelter to enter the storm. Thanks be to God. Each petition ends with, Lord, in your mercy, our responses, hear our prayer. Loving God, you we bring our prayers of grief and sorrow, joy and celebration before you today. We know you are always hearing us, and Lord, now be with us as we pray. Generous God, we are blessed to be a blessing, each with talents and gifts designated by the Spirit. Protect us from being like Judas, self-serving, closed-fisted with our gifts. Help us instead to live like Mary, showing praise and honor to you always. Lord, in your mercy. God of peace, we pray you be with the people of Ukraine. Russia, and Eastern Europe. We pray you shelter them with your steadfast love. Help them to find places of safety and security. We pray for those who are serving and supporting them in all they do. Lord, in your mercy. Lord of wisdom and righteousness, be with leaders of this nation and around the world that they may seek peace and justice for all people. We pray you guide them to be virtuous, uplifting representatives who strive for health and prosperity for all 
who are under their care and leadership. Lord, in your mercy. Merciful God, we bring before you the needs of all who are suffering in body, mind, and spirit. Comfort, comfort in their despair, bring peace to their anguished bodies and souls. Provide strength in their times of weakness. Today we especially pray for Brenda Kidd. As she awaits more test results, prepares to begin her cancer treatment. Lord, in your mercy. God of grace, we know that you always make a way. We pray you be with us as we yearn to do your will in this hurting world. Help us to be your hands and your feet, spreading love and peace to all whom we encounter. Lord, in your mercy. All these prayers and those that we hold in our hearts, we lift to you, O God trusting in your abundant love, your unending unending mercy, through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Share God's peace with one another. Thank you for the warm greetings you share with one another. It is being the church that we are. We have some announcements, some things that are happening in our life, don't we, Amy? Deacon Amy has some words for us. Good morning. A few announcements. Kelsey Bacigalupi, one of our college students who is hopefully worshiping online, uh, is celebrating her birthday today as is Dexter Jokainen, who is also on a college campus somewhere. So happy birthday to Kelsey and Dexter. Uh, Card ministry, there are bright orange half sheets on the table in the narthex. We try to update those every week or two, and this week uh, there are card requests for Wendy Conaway. She's a member here, and her mother passed away this week. We um, buried her in Langley yesterday. So cards for Wendy would be appreciated. And also for Joanne Perry, who's one of our members who has been homebound for several years. So it might be nice to receive a a card of greeting for her. 
Um, adult education and Sunday school continue between worship services every week. This morning's adult education is a video called Passion of Joan of Arc. This is a um, silent movie from the early 1920s, so a really moving telling of the story. So uh, that is in the fireside room between services this morning. Our Thursday evening Lenten potlucks and services continue until Easter. So this week uh, we celebrate at six o'clock potluck in the gym. We will eat whatever you bring and then have ice cream for dessert. And then worship service at seven o'clock here in the, um, in the sanctuary. And this is our final Lenten evening worship service with Holden evening prayer. So if you'd like to participate, this is your, your last chance before Easter. Um, and then Ukrainian relief, again, you can see the wonderful sign out there, over $68,000 so far sent to aid the people of Ukraine in uh, whatever ways we can. And that's just an amazing, amazing thing that this, this body of people here does. And I'm so proud. Um, Easter schedule. Easter is coming up just a couple weeks away, April 17th. We worship at 7, 9, and 11. We'll have our Easter breakfast again in the gym. We'll have our Easter egg hunt. Great things happening. And I believe Lana looks like she has something to say about Easter. <laughs> yes, Easter is coming. And we do need volunteers uh, for the services, 7, 9, and 11. Now, 7 o'clock, I know, seems really early for us, right? But just think about it as this. Just think about it as one more weekend of springing forward, <laughs> right? We just did that, and so really, a 7 o'clock service is just, we're just going to spring again, but we'll be allowed to spring backwards in the next week. Um, I, the sign-ups are out there just right outside the door. Don't rush and push anybody over trying to sign up. Um, I need communion servers and ushers, so if you are willing, able, even if you've never done it before, I've got plenty of um, veterans, we'll call them, um, that can help you. Okay? Thank you. Thank you, Lana. Thanks, Lana. And just a couple more announcements about youth events. This week is spring break, so we will not have any youth group meetings this week. Um, we are planning for a middle school lock-in. This will be our first in two years, so uh, the first weekend of May. We'll be here from 7 p.m. till 8 a.m. with all sorts of fun activities for 6th to 8th grade students. So there's a sign-up sheet for that in the gym. And then also of note, April 21 is the Thursday following Easter, and we'll have a gathering for parents who are raising teenagers. So just a time to be together. I think uh, several of you can commiserate. So <laughs> that will be a wonderful evening together. Thank you. Isn't that amazing? So about the time those who get the senior early special dinner will be home going to bed, we'll be going to bed and getting up the time you're with the kids. There we go. Yes, yes. Yeah, our life's so exciting. Anyways, thank you, Deacon Amy, for your good words. And again, I want to thank uh, Linda and Kevin for your gifts visiting with us and being a part of our worship this morning. It's, it's a great gift you make to us, and we're grateful. We're going to be celebrating the Lord's Supper. And as we do, I invite us to be mindful that on the night in which our Lord was betrayed, he took bread. And after giving thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body. It is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after the meal, he took the cup, and after giving thanks, he gave it for all to share, saying, 
This cup is the new covenant. It is poured out of my blood for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For as often as we eat of this bread and we drink of this cup, we share in the mystery of Christ's real presence who is here with us now and who taught us when to pray to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is. Amen. Again, I remind you, this is an open table. The Lord invites you to come and to receive. Take the bread. And then following that, you will be given a cup of juice and just leave it in the basket as you return to your pew. The ushers will direct you.
I invite you to please rise as you are able. And now may the body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the gift of his precious blood strengthen, keep, and preserve us through perfect faith unto life eternal. Amen. And now as you depart from this place, fed by the word and fed by the presence of our Lord, I invite you to do so with confidence, knowing that the Spirit of Christ will meet you out on the road. And at that place, And at that place where you will be called to serve, the Spirit will join you and strengthen you for the task. And now may the Lord God bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his favor upon you and give you peace in the name of the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. second movement of the sonata will begin for those who wish to sit and enjoy the music. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. <laughs> 